Zero Waste is a philosophy of sustainable upcycling with the benefit of limiting the impact waste has on our environment. Now, this topic is not only very timely, I believe it's imperative. It's also become a huge buzzword in advertising, some of which has absolutely nothing to do with zero waste that I can see. It just looks good on a Google search and helps sell, sell, sell. But... There are a number of artists out there who are highly driven to show just how this can be done and done exceedingly well, lessening the amount of textiles and single-use items we consider rubbish that eventually ends up in landfill. And recycling is so relevant and applicable to textile art and embroidery. In our highly consumer-driven world, the zero-waste philosophy is finally making its way back into the realm of embroidery, and rightly so, in my opinion. But let's not forget, historically, embroidery and textiles have often been about recycling and repurposing. I believe almost every culture I think I've researched has done this as a matter of course. Once so revered and respected for the time, effort and skill of their making, often more so if they were reused and re-loved because some cultures believed this increased their spirituality and meaning. But somehow we've lost that connection. Well, not so anymore. There's a huge tide of people interested in creating art and fashion that repurposes and reuses. And I just love that. Well, most of it. Even many businesses are now more thoughtful about their packaging, limiting the use of single-use items, with many also showing a preference for offering only natural fibres. Many sewing tutorials and workshops also now feature reusable items or vintage fabrics that would normally end up residing in landfill. So, Thrifted Thursdays, Paper Bag Tuesdays, call it what you will, simply being able to see the possibility in something that would Uh, many would call rubbish, has a baseline well and truly set in the elements and principles of design, as long as the artist can see the hidden potential and possibilities and has the ability to translate that into art. In this episode of uh, the Stitch Safari podcast, join me as I feature three artists, two whose work encompasses and combines a world of recycling and art through the medium of textiles and embroidery, and the third, simply because it's so amazingly clever, in the use of reclaimed items. I simply couldn't resist including her work. The level of creativity is not only outstanding in my opinion, but all these artists make rubbish look interesting, quirky, elegant and artistic. Now that's a tall order in my book. My criteria? These artists must use trash 
to create treasure. I don't think any of us will look at rubbish quite the same way again. And isn't that a good thing? Hello and welcome to the Stitch Safari podcast, a sprightly and upbeat expedition into the alluringly appealing ambrosial world of stitch history, art and embroidery. Each fortnight we'll trek through and discover the utilitarian, the decorative, the quirky and the just plain fun world that is the art of the needle. My name's Kathy Jack Copeland and I'm the Stitch Safari Expedition Leader. I'm an Australian textile artist, teacher, judge, blogger and stitch enthusiast whose work in contemporary machine stitch became my business. So whether it's a zero waste life, eco fashion or simply doing what I do and trying to use everything acquired over a number of years, it's exciting to see what other people are doing to help support these worthy initiatives. I truly admire the work of the following three artists and I'm a very hard marker. All share the same passion for zero waste and sustainability, yet all work is so different and they do it so well. But their commonality is that philosophy of reusing and upcycling items most of us would just throw into the rubbish. And I'm going to begin with English embroiderer Jessica Grady, who uses traditional embroidery techniques and embellishments, as well as hand dyeing, printing and other surface decoration applications, alongside the use of unconventional recycled materials. These recycled materials include metal washes, plastic waste, sponges, sweet wrappers and stripped electrical cables. Jessica also creates her own beads and sequins by manipulating old packaging, metals and foams. Her work is a tactile exploration of colour and pattern. In some cases, I think you could call it extreme, manipulating and transforming waste to create vibrant, unique pieces of mixed media. But it's her unusual combinations and juxtapositions that creates curiosity, surprise even astonishment. So we, the viewer, just want to look closer and closer to see what she's done and how she's done it. There's a wonderful streak of experimentation in Jessica's work that continues to influence and enhance her work, offering an almost never-ending reservoir of ideas for the unusual materials she's able to stitch into her work. Jessica states that her work is unplanned. Uh, she tends to work mini samplers demonstrating a technique or motive idea to see how it works before developing it into an actual piece of work. For her, it's all about being able to transform mundane materials to create something totally unique. And she certainly achieves that. 
Jessica likes to work by layering and building up patterns, beginning with the largest shapes and adding smaller details as she layers up, with the embroidery being her final flourish. Many of these layers are also stitched and embellished before being added to the fabric, which makes perfect sense to me as her work is so dimensional. So, what are her favourite stitches? Jessica's a huge fan of basic stitches such as straight stitch, couching, French knots and chain stitch, believing that these offer the most versatility in being able to be manipulated within a piece of work. And with this, I totally agree. But as I mentioned earlier, being able to utilise these unique materials into a successful artwork takes vision and ability. Working with recycled materials, Jessica is meticulous about her hand stitching and intricate detailing. Her themes are ambiguous, evoking a playfulness and whimsy while shouting out, out loud, Hey, take a look at me! Her work is vivid and robust. Colour is an important aspect within her work, featuring a saturated colour palette of highly contrasting colours. But there's also a strong textural element as well and a wonderful, playful use of pattern. There's also a great sense of the enjoyment in being able to create such highly detailed 3D surfaces using embroidery and embellishment. And boy, oh boy, this really shows through in her work. Jessica Grady has been awarded the Under 30 Scholar by the Embroiderers Guild in 2018. In 2019 was made a permanent member of Art Textiles Made in Britain and in 2020 was an ambassador for Art Textiles Made in Britain travelling to the Tokyo International Great Quilt Festival to exhibit her work. What Jessica Grady can do with waste is truly astonishing and I think it's apt to say she can truly turn trash into treasure. In innovative and creative, this is one artist to keep an eye on. Now to another English embroiderer, teacher and author, Marion Jasmick, whose work I discovered in 2022. Inspired by the natural environment where she successfully combines her two favourite passions, walking and embroidery, armed with her camera taking panoramas or macro photography of lichen, fungi, tree bark, foliage, shells, mould, algae or decay. Marion has the ability to recreate these tactile textures from the smallest detail to give an overarching impression when viewed from a distance. And it's that observation of surface textures from her natural environment that's the driving force behind her work, supported by the construction, manipulation and deconstruction of various materials, mainly through the use of heat. 
Marion produces mixed media pieces of textile art, including wall art and 3D vessels and sculptures. And to achieve the amazing textural effects she's able to translate into her work, she uses dyes, paints, papers, uh, makes use of text, a variety of fabrics and hand and machine threads. Marion uses a mix of waste materials including wires and plastics that would normally go into landfill, harnessing her concerns with the environment within her mixed media artworks. Many waste items come from around her home or garage as well as found objects or the completely unusual, such as plastic clothing spikes found on clothing labels and the results are simply stunning. Her process begins with the application of fabrics, many are synthetic, using hand and free machine embroidery to add texture, depth and detail, as well as other, other not-so-common techniques, including the use of a soldering iron, a naked flame and a heat gun to burn through layers, revealing hidden stitching behind. This allows her to gradually build up the most amazing textural surfaces. And it's these synthetic fibres that produce the most wonderful effects with various heat treatments. She's also always trying to answer that what if question over and over again. And much like Jessica Grady, Marion's work evolves rather than following a predetermined plan led by experimentation to achieve those highly textured sculptures, wall art and vessels, capturing a world of softness, spikiness, movement and decay. Unlike Jessica, though, Marion's colour palettes appear far more muted, natural and earthy, but with a delicateness that's highly unusual in the recycled waste art arena. This work is elegant, detailed and beautifully resolved. At first glance, it's obvious that texture plays an integral role in Marion's work. She says of her own work, the observation of surface textures found on natural objects is my driving force. In 2021, Marion published Textures from Nature in Textile Art, which I purchased. And while I don't often buy books on this style of textile art, this one appealed from the get-go. And I have to say, it's an amazing book. It's not so much a how-to book as a what-if type of book, where Marion helps you see the possibilities of creating textures using papers and plastics, manipulating and deconstructing with a naked flame or heat tools. And I did produce some very pleasing textural elements made from natural papers, embellished with hand embroidery that I was able to use in my own work. So if you're into the appeal of unbelievably stunning visual texture and the process of observation to a fully resolved artwork, I would highly recommend further research into Marion Jasmick's work. You wouldn't believe that her treasures come from trash. Concept collides with innovation through the use of, uh, use of waste materials, paint, heat and embroidery. And it's a magical journey into the art of Marion Jasmine.
Well, so far so good. I've talked about two very different artists with a not too dissimilar methodology. Let's see where we can go next. Now, I have to say that I had trouble finding a third textile artist whose work fitted my criteria. That is, they have to use recycled objects and it has to be artistic and beautifully presented. Then I came across the work of another English artist by the name of Jane Perkins. And boy, does she pack a punch into her work. Although Jane has a background in textiles, I have to admit her, her current work, at least, does not contain either textiles or embroidery. So why have I included it here? Simply because it's so amazing and inspirational and we all need some of that. But what she does with found objects defies belief. Jane describes herself as a remaker, using materials with a history. Isn't that a lovely way to describe her use of rubbish? Her work resonates with a sense of quirkiness and a huge element of fun, and you'll find that humour is a central concept as Jane uses unwanted and seemingly worthless objects. Jane was a nurse before taking a degree in textiles, researching and writing a thesis on art from recycled materials that uncovered images of Ecuadorian religious festival headdresses decoded in a crazy mixture of random found objects, broken jewellery, shells, dolls, light bulbs and coins. And this appears to have been her light bulb moment. But it wasn't until about a year after finishing her degree that the idea of creating portraits offered a new direction for her artwork. Found objects are used as is, so if they're the right size, shape and colour, Jane will use it. And the results are outstanding. Unwanted objects are collaged, influenced by her background and studies into textiles. One of Jane's bodies of work is entitled Plastic Classics, inspired by artworks by the old masters. Vermeer, Van Gogh, Monet, Da Vinci, Hokusai, Rubel, Klimt and even Andy Warhol provide inspiration for Jane's old master series. Her work is meant to be viewed in two ways, one from a distance to see that whole image and the other up close identifying the objects she's used to represent the brush strokes. Other bodies of work include fabulous beasts, portraits and the animal kingdom. Remember that novel Girl with a Pearl Earring written by Tracy Chevalier, Tracy acknowledges Jane's work with these words. Jane Perkins has taken the portrait of A Girl with a Pearl Earring a step beyond and made it her own. A textured image that I bet would have made Vermeer smile. And while the first thing that strikes me is Jane's amazing use of colour, shape and texture, I can't help zooming in on the assemblage of oddly related recycled items she's used. 
There are animal toys, zippers, beads, buttons, golf tees, combs, dinosaurs, shells, wooden shapes, toy cars, pegs, jigsaw pieces, and that's just the image itself. The backgrounds also include things like forks, letters, strainer, uh, strainers, spoons. It's simply incredible. Now, while Jane has a textile-based background, I have to admit these works do not appear to use embroidery. The found objects are glued into place, and I suppose that makes a lot of sense as there are just so many pieces used. But just imagine if stitch had been incorporated. So if you're looking for inspiration to take your work in the uh, uh, the direction of repurposed or found objects, I believe these three artists, Jessica Grady, Marion Jasmic, and Jane Perkins are worth looking at. When it comes to using trash to create treasure, then all three sit more than comfortably in this realm. And lastly, what are the main takeaways from researching these three incredibly talented textile artists? Well, uh, think about the possibilities before binning rubbish. Look around as you go for a walk and make sure that you, you use found objects. Look at your stash of fabrics, threads, beads and buttons, even tools and other studio items. Look at bottles and tins. I've seen some very creative embroidery worked on used tins. And finally, research other artists for inspiration, but also start collections of objects or colorways so you'll have a starting point for your upcoming trash to treasure artwork. Really, this episode has been so incredibly inspiring and interesting. And all I can say is that I'm definitely looking at using more throwaway items in my work because the possibilities are truly endless and the results, if worked well, can be awesome. As always, thank you so much for your time. I love having you here and it's truly appreciated. I'd like to take this moment to wish my listeners a very happy new year. May it be filled with inspired embroidery. Tell your friends to tune in and subscribe and let's make 2023 the best year ever. Stitch Safari has now reached over 11,000 downloads and that's all thanks to you. It's also been mentioned as one of the 20 best embroidery podcasts of 2021 by Warp magazine and listed in the top five textile industry podcasts as at January 2022 by Feedspot. And I'm extremely grateful. Please leave a message and subscribe to the Stitch Safari podcast. There's just so much more to discover and it's all so fascinating. I do post interesting tidbits on Instagram and Facebook from time to time, as well as book reviews and a blog on the Stitch Safari website. So do head on over. Till the next exciting episode of Stitch Safari and our next inspiring adventure into stitch, embroidery and design. Bye for now. Bye.